Hello, dreamers. This is Janine. And Stephanie. And this is the Course of Course, episode 62. Welcome back. Thank you. So we, you and I have had quite the journey, both physically and spiritually. So let's just get right to that. I have relocated from Los Angeles to Dallas, Texas. I'm now in a small suburb called McKinney. And I got to tell you, it was quite the journey. Um, it's it lasted about 29 hours from door to door from Los Angeles to where my new home is. I basically just drove straight through. I decided to not stay at a hotel and kind of push my way through it. I actually had a cat with me, so that was enjoyable. And I got to say, it was a pretty smooth drive. With one exception, I was stopped by the very kind people from the Texas Highway Patrol who stopped me at like 3 a.m. And I got to say, it was one of the most pleasant traffic stops I've had. I was a little worried I was going to get a ticket, but I just explained to the officer that I was relocating from Los Angeles and I was moving to Texas. And he was so kind and handed my license back and basically said, welcome to your new home. So I took that as a really good sign. And now I'm here and I've been settled for about a week. And we are coming to you from Skype. This is our new communication vehicle so it's working pretty well between dallas and los angeles where stephanie resides yay that's a wonderful report i know i'm I'm, how is it hot there is it like thunderstorms is it you know there were some storms but generally speaking the weather here is about what it is back in my hometown of cincinnati so i'm kind of used to this i do miss the los angeles weather which is basically 72 all year round but I got to say, it's kind of nice to be back in weather again, experiencing it and hearing the thunder and watching the rain and things like that. I love weather. I know. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's amazing Especially extreme. that we kind of all collectively dreamt weather. <laughs> None of this exists, right, from a course perspective. But, you know, look at us. We create weather. How amazing. We create everything. We it's do create chaos. everything. So speaking of creation, what's going on with you? Well, I feel like I've been having a expansion to the max kind of past month or so. You know, where we left off, it was kind of the ooey gooey, juicy love weekend with the Maria Felipe book party and Finhorn James was in town doing the Miracle Choice Game, my quandary of what is love, what's it, how does love show up in the world, and I went to study group, Jackie's study group, and her husband Mark was there, and someone asked him a question like, how did he know that she was the one, and how did he know he was ready to like jump into something, and he was talking about desire, and just that one little word resonated in my body like whoa that I thought aha I think I have a lot of desire going on in me that is ready to be expressed now that I am loving myself and loving my journey and happy so two days later I won tickets to see a show off my favorite radio station KCRW and I asked three people and nobody was available so then this little voice inside me said oh you should call so-and-so and ask him And I did, and he was available, and he wanted to go with me. So we went to the show, and we had a great time. And 
there was chemistry, there was desire, there was so much energy. It was one of the most surreal experiences I've ever had. Just being in this concert venue with pristine sound. And I should say the name of the artist. His name is Michael. He did the theme song to Big Little Lies. That was on HBO. I love that miniseries. His last name is Kiwanuka. Michael Kiwanuka. It was just, I knew the album inside and out because I'd been drumming it in for the last few months. And this, this new crossing of paths with this person and I um, just ignited in a way that I had no idea was possible. I feel like I created a version of myself that is reflecting myself back to me. And it is trippy. And it shows up in ways like him standing in my kitchen saying, after the holiday that we recently had, Memorial Day, all I want to do is buy a big piece of land and stick a, stick a house on it, like a small house. And I stopped for a moment because I was in shock, like this person saying exactly what I want to do. And when I hesitated, he goes, you know, like on HGTV, DIY network, the tiny houses. And I was just like, I can't believe this. This person. And it's very intimate. I've never experienced intimacy. And I'm just letting myself enjoy it. And I know it's a special relationship, but it also feels like there's some elements of holiness because I'm just enjoying the love and just trying not to have any attachments. Well, that's the thing, special relationships, the core of them are holy. It's just we get a little off track if we get too attached and we get too sucked up in the other, as opposed to remembering it's about us and our creation. So I think there's something really awesome about special relationships. I don't think they're negative necessarily. It's just as long as we can recognize them for what they are, we can cherish them. Yeah, it's beautiful. So that's something new, which has been wonderful. That's been and huge the, for you. Huge. It's really huge because it's been, it's been 10 years since I've had intimacy with a person. Yeah. And it's something that I just haven't really cared about looking for because I didn't really need it. You know, the course is the only thing that I want to learn. And the second thing that Mark said at that study group was, our only real job in this world is true forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that a hundred million times, but once again, it just resonated in me because I keep thinking of the sameness. Like Jay says at the beginning of the year, looking at everything the same, everything on the screen, it's no matter what's going on, just forgiving it, you know, practicing true forgiveness. And when he said that, there was just this, like release of everything that I've been holding on to, trying to figure out in the world, like where am I going to buy land? Well, I'm still employed and I can get a bank loan. And where am I going to put this house? And when am I going to find the time to do all this? And I was so worried about things. I was driving myself crazy and I just released it. And the same thing about the job. Like I know my job is ending, And there's five different ways I could go with looking for different kinds of jobs, but I'm just releasing all of those as well. And in this whole releasing, it's just been this huge expansion of a more happy dream. It's more peaceful. It really is. 
I'm glad to hear that. We all need to strive just for the happy dream, right? Because there's so much that goes on around yeah. us that we get so attached to, whether it's positive or negative. And you were saying, like, in the beginning of the year, Jay talked about just, you know, everything's the same. If it's good or bad subjectively, it's just the same. It's just something. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the good and bad is duality. Right. So it doesn't matter. So even though you're going through a tough time, you're going through a great time, they are the same. Sameness. Okay, so one of the riffs from Maria's book is we share the same love. So as I'm looking at the world and I'm seeing all these bodies moving through, you know, remembering that we are all from the same oneness and we share the same love and just to rest in God. Yeah, there's something there. I mean, that's just practice, 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 practice. Not only is it practice, but I think um, I know I'm going through this and I'm assuming other listeners may be going through this as well. When you're in a work environment and it's not always the same, right? So some days you're a hero, some days you're a zero. It just depends on the day, right? So how do you get to the point where everything's the same? Somebody's praising you or somebody's basically saying you're not doing a very good job. It's, it's not as immediately understandable to be like, oh, it's the same when there's an emotional element to it, right? So it really is, as you were saying, practice, practice, practice. It's kind of like hovering above the battlefield. No matter what somebody may say or may imply about you, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It matters if we get too attached to it. If we get too attached to how people perceive us, then there's an issue, right? And that's where it causes distress or, you know, some sort of emotional upset. Mm -hmm, to me, mm -hmm. and I've mentioned this before in other podcasts, to me, my buttons are pushed more in the work environment than in the home environment. So that's where I feel a little more vulnerable to that. So it goes back to practice. It's okay. It's not a big deal. None of this is real. So those of you who are listening that are in kind of work environment situations, I feel you. I know. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I get it from a course yeah. perspective. Of course, yes, you want to stay above it. That's easier said than done. But when you're in that, it's a matter of being able to, like, somehow distance yourself emotionally and recognize that this isn't real. And it will be okay, especially when you like your boss is coming down on you or whatever. I want to make sure that although there's this ideal of the course, and I think we're all heading toward that, right? We all have that desire to kind of take that in. But there are some pretty tough work environments that people might find themselves in. And that's okay if you're struggling. I get it. I struggle every day. I think it's just a matter of trying to get to the point where you can distance yourself just a little. Just a little, incrementally improve on that. The first thing I do is I call on Jay and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So before I can even get above the battlefield, I have to just connect, uh, you know, as a decision maker, I have to choose ego or am I going to be the observer and see this with the Holy Spirit? So to me, that's like the first step. And then, you know, the, the practice, we forget, we remember, we forget, we remember, the more we remember, the stronger the Holy Spirit's thought system becomes 
our our choice like that line back in the mind or something is because everything's done at the level of the mind which I always have to remind myself I think then then we can rise above the battlefield I've only risen above the battlefield one time (laughs) and like a glimpse of another time I am if battlefield is revelation I don't know right well that's yeah absolutely I think for me, because I interact with, I could interact ideally with like a hundred people a day. I'm around a lot of people. So, mm-hmm. you know, it only takes one or two people to kind of bring you down. So yeah. for those of you who are in kind of like these high stressful, high volume kind of work environments, I get it. I, I exist in that kind of like Petri dish on a daily basis. It makes it a little more challenging for you, but I also think, think that if we find ourselves in that we've created it for a reason for me I feel like I keep creating these situations to allow me to practice a little more on transcending them one thing that Gary was just on Jackie's radio blog and it's an hour it was a special episode and it's been archived so everyone can go to trueforgiveness.net or to the I don't know what it is, radioblog.com. It's on our website, you guys, on Facebook. And this is but Jackie Gary was saying, Laura Jones. Correct. Thank you. So he was saying, like, just having an awareness that we're dreaming is a good place to start. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Step and one. That, that just takes practice. Like, just remembering we're dreaming. That's, yeah. Boy. And he was saying that the mind is the activating agent of spirit which I love. And that happens because we choose spirit. And he even said that our false mind starts to disappear. And I didn't realize that. Hmm. You know, when Jackie says it steps back a little, it steps back a little, you know, disappearance of the universe is all about it disappearing, that interlocking chain of forgiveness collapsing or whatever. So it just was something new, like, oh, wow, it's actually going to start to fade as the Holy Spirit's law system gets more dominant you know it's going to be weird being kind of gary or jackie or cindy because they're they're probably in that experience where things starting to fade away you know oh yeah i feel like they're kind of tuned in all the time (laughs) i try for that but so jackie had, had shared with us before um her connection to norman lear uh norman lear who's the amazing producer writer director of like iconic TV programs on the family and uh, one day at a time and the Jeffersons and that kind of thing. And he's got a new podcast and I have been listening to that with such affection and such appreciation. When I hear him, I hear enlightened master, frankly. And Jackie had said that she had known him previously And she just loves him so much because he always made her feel special. And listening to his podcasts, he makes me feel special. And I'm just a listener. So when I was listening listening to him, uh, I think his podcast comes out every week. I can't help to see the connection between him and Jackie. Every time I hear Hmm. him, I think of Jackie now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think so too. That's great. Yeah, so um, Maybe. for those of you who are interested, Norman Lear, I think it's um, 
I can't remember the name of the podcast, something like every conversation with Norman Lear or something. It's on iTunes. It's pretty amazing. It, I look forward to it now every week. I'm a big podcast person anyway, obviously, but all of the above with Norman Lear is the name of it. Neato. Yeah, he has really he saw people. By all means. We were going to do some business with him. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He's a spiritual mm-hmm. man. He really is. Yeah. Yeah, there's some really cool people in Hollywood. Oh, absolutely. He actually purchased one of the 100 in existence copies of the Declaration of Independence. I know you're a history buff, so that's I'm really cool. I'm a huge history buff. Um, and, he <laughs> that. and he actually put it on tour. He said that this belongs to the American people. Oh, neat. Yeah, he's, he's pretty awesome. He's 95. Yeah, he's pretty up there. And, well, and he's sharp and, you know what I mean? He's amazing. But on his podcast a couple episodes ago, he had Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin on. Oh, for the TV show. They're on Netflix together. Yeah, uh, Grace Frankie and Frankie, and... which I love. Yeah. Anybody who has Netflix, <laughs> please see that. It's it's an amazing series. But I bring this up because every time, every Monday, I think of Jackie. I don't know if she, <laughs> I think she'd be, like, fascinated to hear that, you know, Norman Lear and Jackie are so tightly wound in my mind, but they are. Well, her podcasts are archived, so people can listen to them anytime. And I listen to them over and over and over. She's had great guests, like Bruce Rawls is going to be an ongoing guest on the first and third Tuesday of every month. Mm -hmm. And Cindy's been a guest a few times, Cindy Laura-Jones. And Maria Felipe's been a guest, and Maureen Maldoon's been a guest. And it's just a trove of great spiritual upliftment that you can just put your fingers on in a second and it's really great to reconnect yeah i like that she is now amassing kind of an archive of amazing content within this spiritual community yeah one of the other things gary was saying on the podcast with her is that if we're on this path it's our time to awaken right no he's like we should turn it up a notch and really go for it and why not be proactive he was saying when we first get into the course, it's intellectual, but then it shifts to being experiential, mm-hmm. which is what it's doing for me, which is really cool. And then Gary's book comes out, I think, in December. Is that right? Um, I think it's November 14th or okay. mid-November. You can pre-order it now on uh, Amazon. But I don't think the digital version is available yet as a pre-order, which I wish it was because I do everything on my iPad. Yeah, me too. It's it's a little harder with like hardbound books or softbound books or whatever. It's just they take up space and it's easier for me to bump up font. I don't I don't like PDFs though because I can't bump, I can't change the font or I can't bump it up and I can't make notes so that's a drag. Yeah. Well, so, right. Okay, so I wanted to talk about this overeating book that yes, is. Let's talk about that. Um, Ken Watnick wrote it and it was April 28th, 1990 in Roscoe, New York. There were three students, three women, Judith Beck, Betty Lipton, and Susan Peerless. And this is a dialogue from Susan asking a question about eating ice cream sundaes. And it was uh, all about overeating. And so he, this is a book, it's so tiny, but it is so profound. Hearing Kenneth, which I've never read his material before. I've seen some of the YouTube videos, which I've also enjoyed. But I would like to dive deeper. I'm sure he's got a whole range of subjects. But 
this is the first time I've ever read one and it's on the overeating. And he was saying that the ultimate hunger is our hunger for God and that it's a yearning. And deep down, we know that there's something missing. And so the ego is always trying to transfer this hunger and this yearning from the mind onto the body. And that's why the body was created. And then because we don't want to be guilty from separating from God, we then transfer and project this onto other people. And that we're always trying to fill ourselves up. We're always trying to fill the vessel. So, you know, when I think of sex being filled or eating food or addictions or, you know, whatnot, it just seems like we're always kind of feeling empty and lonely and wanting to fill up truly with the love of God, you know, like we're trying to seek, but we'll never find. And uh, what else did we say here? Oh, yeah. question with that. So are Mm -hmm. you saying that those who don't have kind of weight issues aren't looking to do that? Um, Here's a perfect answer. Kenneth says, uh, the ego gets us either way. It doesn't matter whether you become anorexic or you eat all the time. We think food is an expression of cannibalism. It's really how the ego made the world and the body, that there's something lacking, that there's something outside that I need to fill me up. Food literally does this. It's our psychological relationship and that we have to, you know, kill whatever we need to eat. And it's just, it goes on really wildly. Like, so we have to kill God and we have to eat him. <laughs> and that's why we have the Eucharist that's and this notion of being killed or either kill or be killed is kind of in the background of our of our mind and so we are trying to prove like we're innocent because we don't want to be killing and the body is just this big distraction and it's our classroom and that even there's like we'll say there's good food and bad food you know it's still duality isn't it it's fascinating well i mean here's the reality we have to eat food, right? At least in our belief system to survive. And so some of us, and I'm one of them, um, have portion control issues. Like I, I just want to keep consuming, right? I just want to keep taking it in, especially if it's something that I feel is more comfort food. What what Nick is saying is in order to get in control of that, we have to be better at understanding our relationship with God. What is What is his message? Yeah, I think it's just that the body is an expression of the ego mind and there's laws around the body in this world Mm -hmm. and knowing the psychology behind it of it's just part of the continued projection, whether it's on our own body or on someone else's body and that there's this design in this world with the body that it's never satisfied and it's always hungry and it's always looking. But what it's really looking for is for love. Mm. You know, we just get caught up in the world. It's just a tool, another tool of the ego to keep us separate. That makes sense. I was listening to the course and it said something inward, going inward is sanity. Hmm. Insanity is outside. Oh, and often we kind of think like anything that's outside of us. Yeah, like we can find sanity when we go inward, and when we look outward in the world, that's what's insanity. 
Yeah, I can see that. I think we can see that, like, at least in the United States in the political milieu. For sure. For sure. Yeah. But everything outside us is just a reflection, right, of our inner world, our inner thoughts. So it just so brings us back to taking control of our thoughts and our emotions and understanding that this is all just a dream. Yeah, I think that's it. It seems so easy um, when I ho- just said that, but it's a matter of practice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the holy instant, you know, this might be an access, a way into building a practice. So whatever's going on on the screen, just in this holy instant, since that's all that happened was we separated for an instant because of the autocorrect. Right. So every instant is just a replay of the same one instant. So in this holy instant, what I give to you, you be in charge. Like I'm choosing spirit to be in charge because when I follow you, I have peace. Yes. And just, just repeating that over and over every instant so that it's just right there automatically when stuff is going out of control or when things are lovely, I just want to keep giving it over. Oh yeah, absolutely. I agree. Well, let's do some announcements. Okay, let's do that. What do you think? Okay, so there's a fundraiser coming up for the Foundation of Inner Peace in Utah, but it's it's almost sold out. You guys can call them. You know, Gary's going to be there. Maria's going to be there. It's at the monastery that David Hoffmeister created. Mm -hmm. I hear it's a very lovely place. If you want to camp, you can still uh, attend. And I wish I was going. I contacted them, but all the housing was out, and the nearest hotels were over an hour away. So, um, so much for that. But if anyone's near there, they can maybe work it out. And then I wanted to mention that, let me get to my iPad for upcoming. So Gary's got some dates coming up in Sedona on June 17th. And then they've got their Cindy and Gary weekend in Maui, Hawaii, which I think Jackie and Mark are going to be at. That's oh. August 4th through the 6th. And then you and I are going to go up to Ashland to yes, visit with Mikey. Giddy up, Mike. Shout out to our man, Mikey. Oh, yeah. That's August 19th. And then Cindy's going to be doing one with Jackie in Toledo, Ohio, September 16th. Nice. So that's pretty cool. Ohio Ohio is my home state. That's right. Mm. Maybe at the Unity Church in their old hometown. How cool is that? I know. That is awesome. (laughs) And then Cindy's going to be doing an event only in East Aurora, New York, October 7th. So that's pretty neat. She's really gained. She's a master of this, isn't she? Oh, she totally is. I mean, when we see her and Gary at a, a workshop weekend, whatever that we go to, mm-hmm. she's just laser sharp. And it's a powerful date. So good for her. October 7th. Yes, your birthday. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yay. That's good to know. Well, may the force be with you this week on your first week in your new location. Thank you. It's uh, I actually start in my new office here in Dallas on Monday, so... Everything's new for me. I'm I'm meeting new people and new environments and everything. So it's it's uh, quite the journey. It's a fresh for me. start. It's a fresh start. Yeah. yeah. And take Jay with you. Oh, I try to take Jay with me. Uh, Jay was with me in my manicure pedicure today. So 
<laughs> I, you know, I got him one as a treat. Hopefully he enjoyed it. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Anytime, okay. anywhere. Anytime, anywhere. Thank you, listeners. Right. Again, it's been a pleasure. We look forward to coming back to you in a few weeks for the course of course, uh, our new episode, which will be 62, 63. Yes. I, math is hard, you know. Um, we'll get it right, <laughs> I promise. But thank you very much. Thanks, Stephanie. And uh, we will come back to you soon. Good night.